You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. At this point, our worship should be fiery. At this point, our prayer lives should have changed, should have transformed, should be lit, should be on fire. But if it's not yet on fire, if things in your life, if it's not working as it ought to, if you're not experiencing the fire of God, maybe it's because you're just sitting down, crossing your legs and saying, just pour your fire, Lord. Just give me that fire, that very one Pastor Eric talked about. Just give it to me. And then you sit down casually. You can't get the fire casually. There needs to be some intense prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking to us on prayer preceding the supernatural. Prayer precedes the supernatural. Now, I've been in church for a very long time, for quite some years, and I know that prayer is not the most amazing topic in the church. Now, if I'm talking to you about favor, like I talked about last time, it's a different matter. If I'm talking to you about blessings, it's a different matter. But when we begin to talk about prayer and the need to pray, we're like, oh, God, did pastor not sense the need in my life? Why can't she talk about that particular thing? This is the thing that will deal with that thing. I'd been praying. Yes, amen. I'd been praying. And uh, early hours of this morning, I had slept. You know, I prayed and I, and I slept. And when I slept, after a while, there was a loud explosion. I'll call it a coalition. And I'm calling it a coalition now because of the understanding that I have. And it was incredibly loud, and it woke me up. But it wasn't something that happened around in my neighborhood or in the natural. Now, I'm used to some of these things about, you know, the Lord waking me in peculiar ways. So I thought, oh, this is one of his ways of waking me. And I wanted to say, but why so loud? I can hear, you know. It was incredibly explosive, and when I woke up, when I came out of it, I heard him saying, you know, because he wakes you with his word. And I heard him speak the word coalition. And he said, coalition. And when he said that, I understood immediately. You know, sometimes the Lord will give you one word and you kind of get what he's saying. And I understood that there is something, because he had already given me the word on prayer. So I understood that there is something about our prayer that will bring about a coalition. There is something about us rising up now and becoming fiery that will bring about a coalition that will be noticed. Amen. When there is a coalition, can you ignore it? Even if it didn't happen to you. If you're driving past and you see a collision, 
you stop to check or at least you slow down. Now, there is a collision that is about to happen in our lives. There is a collision that is going to take place in this land, in this church, that everyone must take notice. But it will not happen except through prayer. Come on now. Can we look at Revelation chapter 8? I'm going to read from verse 3 to 5. Revelation 8, 3 to 5. Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense and the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. Now, let me tell you the collision that I'm talking about. I'm not even talking just about the lightnings and the thunderings that take place. I'm talking about the prayers that you pray, combining with the fire from the altar. When they come together, I promise you there's a collision. When the, you, you get up and you rise up in the morning, you rise up at night at any time, and you begin to pray with fervent prayer. Fervent prayer means red hot. So when your prayer is red hot and you combine your red hot prayer with the fire, the red hot fire from the altar, a collision happens. And when it comes down to the earth, it becomes thunder, lightning, earthquakes. Things begin to happen. Am I talking to someone? I, I don't believe in this house that there are people who will sit and not hear what God is saying this morning. Where you sit back and you are not praying. Listen to me. The altar is there and is constantly hot and is constantly on fire. But if it has not come to your life as thunderings, as lightning, as earthquake, if it has not entered your situation as thunderings, as lightning, as earthquake, it's because you have not yet mixed it with prayer. It's time for fervent prayer. It's time for the kind of prayer that will rise up as incense. I think it's Psalm 141 or, one or so that talks about our prayer rising up as incense. When your prayer is from a contrite heart, from a broken heart, and it rises up before the Lord, it's like incense that is mixed and it causes an explosion. Listen to me this morning. For us to be able to subdue anything, we must first hold, get hold of something in the realm of the spirit. Whatever it is that needs to be subdued, whatever king, whatever territorial spirit that needs to be subdued, it will not be by you being casual. It can never be by our casual prayers. It can never be by those once upon a time prayer, the one we do when we're in a good mood. The Bible says we pray without season. He says we should not be weary even when we pray. Amen. It is not that prayer that you sit down, you cross your leg for two minutes. 
And you say, yeah, Lord. Whatever you want to do, just do it. Because whatever will be, will be. And you get up. And you are expecting that when you get out, something powerful is going to happen. It doesn't work that way. It's time for fiery prayers. Can I hear someone say? It's time for fiery prayer. It's time for fiery prayer. Before the kind of manifestations we want to see, prayer must precede it. Amen. By the time we begin to see the results that you have been praying for or that you have been believing or you have been thinking about, by the time the, the, the results you've been talking, you know, we talk. We can talk about the things. We can talk about the things we're expecting. We can talk, talk to the next person. But it's time we begin to pray so that we see the results. I think it was Chidi who actually talked uh, in one of our meetings. And he says, we need to begin to pray like never before. We need to begin to pray like never before. If we are going to see thunderings, earthquakes, answers. I need some thunderings to take place. There's some things that need to be shaken out of place. And your prayer needs to rise. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Are we here this morning? Amen. Man always ought to pray and not faint. It's not time to reduce your prayer. You know, I used to pray one hour. Now I just pray like 45 minutes. No, it's not time to reduce it. It's time to go higher. Amen. All right. I want us to look at Exodus chapter 2. Exodus 2, before I get to verse 23, which is where I'm going. We all know about Moses' assignment, amen, to deliver the children of Israel, isn't it? Now, for that assignment to be birthed and to happen, something needed to happen. Now, it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned. Because of the bondage. And they cried out. I want to stop here for a second. The Bible says the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out. I want you to know this morning that there is some level of prayer that you get to. That it begins to come out as groaning. Romans tells us that we know not how to pray as we ought to. But the Spirit helps us with intercessions, with groanings that cannot be uttered. The Bible did not say that the children of Israel grumbled. Because trust me, they were grumblers. And if they grumbled here, he would have said they grumbled. But the Bible says they groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out to the Lord. It is time for us to begin to groan in the Spirit. It is time for us to begin to cry out to the Lord. It is time for us not no longer to be casual about our deliverance. Amen. No longer to be casual about the things God has said concerning this land. It is time to begin to groan. It is time to begin to groan. It is time to begin to cry out. It is their cry that caused a man like Moses to be sent. If there was no groaning, there would have been no deliverance. 
God had made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all of that concerning these guys and them being delivered. But they remained there. And they remained there for years. Until groanings started. Until they began to groan and to travail in prayer. How long are you going to remain in bondage? Perhaps you have not started groaning. Your fire level, they were not even seeing it. It's like ice. No prayer. But you want someone to come and just lay hands on you casually. So that you are able to be delivered from that thing. It is time for you to cry out. You know how sometimes people feel, oh, uh, why doesn't pastor know what I'm going through? Or why, why if he knew he would have called me by now and prayed for me by now, it's very possible, very, very possible that a, a pastor will know. But how much groaning have you done to alert God to send his servant? You're not praying. You're not travailing. But you want something to happen. And they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of the bondage. Let's read 24. So God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God heard their, gro their groaning and remembered. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God did what? Wow. Are we sleeping in this house? And God did what? God acknowledged them. When your prayer begins to rise up to him, when your travail begins to come up to him, when your groanings, when you increase the firepower in you and it begins to come up, things will begin to happen. God will hear you and pay attention. Listen, uh, as a pastor, I know I'm here in this house and I talk to too many people, not just in this house, but outside the house. And I understand very well that one of the things lacking in our lives is prayer. And it's the very thing we don't like to hear about. It's the very thing we get so tired about. But it's the one thing that will deliver you. It's the one thing that will bring about the supernatural. It's that one thing that will cause for your fire to burn. No prayer, no fire. No matter how many times hands are laid on you. If you leave this place and you don't pray, nothing is stirred up. Are you following? It will just be empty hands on empty heads. Nothing happening. Nothing, you cannot spark the next person. But when fire, through your prayer, begins to rise up, things will change. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm loving this. This is the word of the Lord. And I'm enjoying this because I'm a person who is determined to pray without season. Amen. I will pray and I will see what God has said. It's not just what you talk about, it's what you pray about. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. I think, was it last week or the week before, the pastor was talking about Elijah? And uh, the guy that we know as the fiery prophet. 
You know, we know Elijah, he called down fire. Amen. James 5, let's read 17 and 18. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. In other words, it was like you and me. But what was the difference between Elijah and me? He prayed. And not just anyhow, earnestly. Amen. That it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth produced its fruit. Hallelujah, I'll stop there. Elijah was like you and I. And we talk about him all the time. How fiery he is and all of that. But the Bible says this guy prayed earnestly. This guy was able to shut up the heavens because he prayed. There are things that are roaring in your life that you're able to shut up. Right now, we're even a barking dog. We're not able to shut it up. But there are things that need to be shut up. You have power to shut certain things up. You have power to say, don't speak. The Bible says, whatever you bind on earth, in other words, whatever you disallow on earth, is disallowed in heaven. And so he shut up the heavens from releasing rain from a period, for a period of time. You, I want you to know that there are things you can shut up through prayer. Amen. You know the grave that has opened his mouth over your family. I, I tell you, there are people, they just keep losing members like that. The grave, the mouth of the grave has been opened. And constantly there's one tragedy after the other. But it's time for the mouth of that grave to be shut. And it can only be shut through prayer. If you are a person of earnest, fervent prayer, you're able to shut it up. And the Bible says that he prayed again. He didn't take for granted that he had prayed before. He did not say, the prayer I prayed the first time that closes, can, I can just speak and it opens. He says he prayed again. And it, the heavens opened to him. And rain fell. Amen. Listen to me. Isn't it time you begin to open certain things in your life? Isn't it time that certain doors are open to you? There are things we're trusting to experience. But the doors are shut. There are things, there are places you want to walk into. But the doors are shut. And all you're doing is crying about the door that is shut. And I'm not talking of groaning. I'm talking of just complaining. You are doing nothing about shut doors. The reason why Elijah, who is like you, and like me, was able to shut and open, was because he was a man of earnest prayer. So before you can see the door swing open, better do your part. Before the lightning and thunder begin to happen, the earthquake that takes place, that will release that which is yours. 
something has to happen. And that thing that has to happen is what? Is prayer. Amen. I'll, I'll read First Kings 18.41. Hallelujah. First Kings 18.41. All right. And Elijah said to Ahab, we know the story, but I'm going to just go from 41. Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. Of course, he had shut it up already. Amen. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down to the ground and put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and, there, and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud. There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops. Now, Elijah uh, had a command. He says, what? It will rain. Tell Ahab. It's going to rain. But when that declaration happened, what did he do? Are we here this morning? My word. I love this sight. What, what happened? He went to pray. He didn't just sit back and say, you know what, just go tell him. And, and I want you to know that even the instruction to go to Ahab was from God. If you, I think it's verse 1 of the same chapter. Can we see it quickly? And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, Go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. Now God had already given him an instruction. What was the use of prayer? Why was he still praying? He got an instruction. Why are we still praying? God has given us Midrand. Why are we still praying? He says you give us the heathen for inheritance. Why are we not just walking into it and seeing the heathen running to us? Because there's no prayer. And this guy went and he bowed. He bowed his face. Uh, thank God I don't need to do that. Put his head right down there and began to intercede and to travail. And I, I can imagine him saying, Lord, this is what you said. Lord, you said to me on so-so day at so-so time that you will send rain. And because this is what you have said, I ask that it will come to pass. Amen. Amen. Lord, I hear you. You decreed, you declared this concerning me. And today as I bow my knees, I ask, let the heavens be rent. Let it open up and let there be a manifestation of the things you have said concerning me. He knelt down and he began to pray. He knelt down and he began to ask. He says, 
go and check. He says, I don't see anything happening. You see, there's need for protracted, fervent prayer. He says, nothing? No. Back there. Speaking. Lord, this is, your, this is what you said. You said there's the sound of abundance of rain. You said it's about to rain. It is going to rain. It is time for rain. I don't see dark clouds yet, but they're coming. And began to speak. And he said, go again. And the guy went and says, I still don't see it. If it were you or me, would have sat down and would have complained and said, how long, Lord? How long will this thing take place? Will, will, it, will you tarry? When will this happen? But Elijah went back to that position of intercession. I think it was Theo that was talking on intercession today. And he went back to that place and he put his face down and he prayed some more and he said, go and check. I've prayed three times. Ah, three times something should happen. And then he went back and he says, I don't see anything happening. Nothing is showing yet. He says, I know my Redeemer liveth. I know God said that there will be rain. I know that I heard him. And then he went back to the Lord and he continued to pray. And he says, go back, go and see. If it has rain or if there's a cloud forming. And he went and he says, I still don't see the cloud forming. He says, it's okay. It's okay. I will not give up and I will not give in. It's okay. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. It's okay. We, I will pray without giving up, without giving in. He went back on his knees and he started praying again. He started reminding the word, the Lord, about his word concerning him. He started reminding the Lord. He says, Lord, you said, you, I was minding my business. And you came and you said to me, go to Ahab. Tell him there is an announcement happening. It's about to rain. I did not cook this up. It is you who told me. It is you who spoke through your prophet. Have you ever received a word from God? Where you were not even looking for it. Uh, yesterday, Pastor, I think it was this morning, he was speaking to me. He went, he was with someone, and he, he, had, he, he was not looking for anything. And suddenly, this person came and started delivering a prophetic word. And it was intense, and it was powerful. And he said, I wasn't looking for it. Have you been in that place where you were not looking for any word? And then God is suddenly telling you, I will use you for exploits. And then you're waiting for the exploits and you are not seeing the exploits. And you are saying, but I was minding my business when you said it. Let me tell you what you need to do. Put your head down and pray. Seven times. seven times. Think about it. Think about those seven times. Think about you through that process. Maybe some of us are on our third time. I, I, I know this happens where you've prayed about something for a while and you felt, oh, well, I really prayed. And then after a while you decide, you know what, I'm just going to leave this thing. And then you hear a word that stirs you up again. And then you go and you pick it up again. I say, okay, let me just start praying about it again. You have gone back to number one time. 
Then you pray, you're fervent, and you're telling me, Pastor, man, I'm praying. This thing will happen now. And then you get weary, and you discard it. Five years later, you get up again and say, I think it's time to pray about this thing. Listen to somebody say, push. Push. Pray. Pray until something happens. Be like Elijah that prayed until he saw a cloud as small as a man's hand. He did not say by faith, I just believe that it will rain one day. Because you see, that's what happens to us is our prayerlessness and our laziness that causes us not to see manifestations. You may be looking at me here this morning and thinking it's because you don't understand how I've prayed. When you pray concerning that which God has said, you must see it. You must. If he has said it, he's not a man that he will lie. Except you didn't hear God. But if you heard him and he said it, he will surely do it. But you cannot sit folding your arms and expect it to come to pass. It's time for lightnings. It's time for collision to happen. The collision of your fiery prayer with the fire from the altar of God. It's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to rise up. It's time for us to shake ourselves up and to say, you know what? I've slept for too long. Awake, you mighty man. Awake, you mighty woman. And begin to pray with fervency. Amen. Hallelujah. Who is ready to pray? There are things you will do where you saw someone else do the same thing and got result. And then you do it and nothing is happening. You know, it's so easy for us to copy and paste. You see what this one did. You say, I think I can do it too. And you do it. Do you know what the person did to get the result? There was prayer, fiery prayer that took place. That got the result. But you take the book. The book that was written by the person. You take it and you read it. And you say, now we can implement this. Now we can, yes, these are the steps. These are the steps to take. And when they did this, that, that, they got an explosion. Stuff happened. The time you're using to study that thing, can you use it to pray? Now you've finished studying it, you've seen it, you understand it. Before you start putting plans to action, can you spend time on your knees, traveling? Don't come back tomorrow and say, I don't know why we're not getting results. Uh, maybe because we're not praying. Maybe because our prayer is not going up as it's supposed to. This is the year of fire. Amen. Amen. And everyone must be on fire. Everything you do must be fiery. Pastor said to me, this fire that we're talking about, look, everyone had better be careful. Because it's a consuming fire. 
He will, he, he will, yes, he will purify, but he will expose as well. Things will begin to happen that you'll be amazed. It's time to pray. It's time to pray, guys. It's time to be on fire. It's time for you to rise up early in the morning and cry out to the Lord. Late at night, cry out to the Lord. Let your fire, your fiery prayer be mixed with the fire from the altar. Are you hearing me this morning? Some of us, we constantly, I, I meet with quite a number of people, and I hear when you have situations, you can sit down and you can hear a word of faith being preached. And I'm not saying this so that you don't come to me or to pastor or to seek counseling. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So counsel is good. But sometimes you can get so amazed how you can finish giving someone a powerful word and they discard it almost immediately. And they say to you, uh, this is actually my problem. And I'm thinking, I just gave you key. This is the key to unlock this problem. What are you talking about? Our problem is we don't like to own the part we're supposed to play. And the part we're supposed to play is the part of travailing. It's the part like someone who is in labor, who is ready to bring to birth. That part of pushing, praying, and seeing this thing come out. So I know how it is when most of the time you sit and you, are, and you can see that the word has not been prayed through. That the word received, you have not sat with it. You didn't marinate that, you know. You didn't sit and let it fill your heart. When you do that, you're going to get results. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I hear someone shout hallelujah to the Lord? Hallelujah. God is good. And we're not just people that shout hallelujah. We're people that pray with fervency. Amen. 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 You, you keep going back like a dog to your vomit. And this is for someone. You keep going back to, like a dog to your vomit. And the reason you keep going back like a dog is because you are as cold as ice. And everything that flies past is able to perch on you. How many times are you going to repent of the same thing? It's time to turn up the heat. It's time. God is not a man that you can deceive. You cannot mock him. He sees all things. He knows all things. Even if you make your bed in hell, he sees you and he knows you. So instead of always being pulled back to the same thing, Get into the place of intense prayer. You say, you don't understand. I try not to do this thing, but I keep doing it. No, go back to that place of prayer. Stay in that place of prayer. Pray until you are on fire. So that anything that comes on you when you're on fire will be consumed. Pastor said, even you are a consuming fire. Even you, I am a consuming fire. There are things that will come to my life that must be consumed. 
that it will not happen without you praying fervently. Hallelujah. I think Theo as well, who was talking about Daniel. Where's Theo? Children's Church. He, he mentioned Daniel this morning and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I, I was blessed because <laughs> those guys, they prayed. They were not concerned about what anybody was saying to them not to do. Someone says, don't pray. What does that mean? You pray. Anyone that bans prayer knows that he's crippling you. He knows that he's trying to stop you from being effective. So he says, they said, they threw them, what happened? They put them in the fire. All right? But that's not where I'm going. I'm still reading about Daniel. And the fact that this guy was able to survive some wicked kings. Nebuchadnezzar and all, those, all of those guys. He was able to survive kings like that. How was he able to survive such kings? It was because he was a man of prayer. What is so interesting, there is a part where, I think it's in Daniel 6, or sorry, Daniel 2. Verse 5. All right, so the king had a dream. And he calls his wise men and sorcerers and all of those people to come tell him his dream and what? Interpret the dream. And so the king answered and said to the Chaldeans, my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, and its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces. And your houses shall be made an ash heap. If you don't make known this dream, because you said you, are, you hear God, isn't it? You said you are a man of God. If you don't make known this thing, I'm going to cut you up into several pieces. For his own dream. The dream that he dreamt. He says, I will cut you up. You must make known my dream to me. Let's look at verse 17. So Daniel had gone to the king and he told the king, give me some days. All right? I'll be back. And then Daniel went to his house and made the, deci made the decision known to Hananiah. Mishael and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning the secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Daniel went and called his friends together and said, it's time to pray. Our life is in danger. It is time to lock shields here. It is time to seek the Lord. Kings don't fight alone. It is time to come together as kings and to fight. We need to hear God or else we perish. The only way this guy could have survived a king like this, the only reason why we're reading of exploits that took place, the only reason why we can read about someone being thrown into the lion's den and, and coming out of it without any problems, the only reason why we can read about people thrown into the fire 
and coming out of it without any smoke on their bodies is simply because of the fact that they pray. It's time for you to come together with your colleague or with your friend, or with your connect member, whoever it is, anybody that can help this fire of yours. It's time for you to come together and to say, you know what, we need to pray. We need the fire of God. We need answers from the Lord. We need a performance of the things God has said to us. And you come together and you begin to pray. Listen, when I think about the children of Israel, when I think about them groaning before the Lord and, and, and seeking him for relief and release from that bondage, <laughs> I picture them. These are people that have been slaving, all kinds of things have been done. They've probably been whipped and all of that. And I see them after work, after they've done all that, coming to each other, maybe showing each other their scars, maybe showing the wounds and the cuts on their backs. And as they're doing that, they're groaning and they're crying out to God. They're saying, Lord, do you see her back? Lord, do you see what they have done? Deliver us, oh God. I don't think they were gathering just to exchange numbers or to exchange the latest news. They were gathering to say, Lord, show yourself stronger. Lord, keep your word, the word you have said. The Bible says it will not fall to the ground unless he accomplishes it. You have said that we'll be delivered. It is time to deliver us. I believe strongly that every time those people who were in bondage came together, they were coming together for intercession. They will come together after work. When they meet each other, they don't give the latest gossip. When they meet each other, they say, let us pray. Let us cry out to God. When they meet each other, they say, we want this thing to happen. We want what God has said to come to pass. Isn't it time for you and me to come together with our brother, our sister, and begin to pray fervently and begin to say, Lord, the things you have said you would do, we want to see a manifestation. I want to see a manifestation, Lord. I want to see what you've said. I want to be used in the level that you have said. So many of us, we've heard him. But it's time. Amen. Amen. It's time to begin to travel. Amen. There are ministries that are supposed to be birthed in this house that have not been birthed and cannot be birthed without traveling prayer. There are, many, there, are things, there are things that you are supposed to do that cannot be done without traveling in prayer, without there be fervent prayer. Even Jesus himself in Matthew Jesus himself, his ministry was only launched after he had gone to a time of intense prayer and fasting. He did not just get up and just do stuff anyhow. Jesus himself took time out, led by the Spirit, went and prayed, went and fasted, shut out everything, shut out everyone, and stayed before his Father. And prayed for 40 days, 40 nights, praying, interceding, praying, travailing, 
praying to be launched to do the work that he has been called to do. The spirit of the Lord that was upon him. That the anointing to heal the sick, raise the dead. All of those things. All of those things. It was while in the place of prayer. That he was able to get up from there and accomplish great things. That same spirit is in you. But there needs to be a stirring up. And that stirring up is going to happen through prayer. It will not just be you waiting for the next person that can lay hands on you. It will not just be for you waiting for the next person that can prophesy over you. It will be by you getting on your knees, crying out to the Lord, praying, travailing before him. Amen. I want us to spend some time this morning to pray in the spirit. I want us to spend some time because you see, the truth of the matter is, for some people, this might, well, I, I'm speaking now and saying that this will not be. But I was going to say, some, this might be their only opportunity to pray. But I'm not going to say that because I know that you're receiving the fire. And so this morning, let's spend some time in fervent prayer. Let's spend some. The reason why I want us to pray is because there's something about fire that passes, that transfers. The person who is by you, who is weak, you don't know what they're going through. When you begin to pray in the spirit, when your fire level begins to rise, it's able to affect them. Do you want to stand to your feet so that we can pray? This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.